You ever found yourself saying, I don't have enough, I need more? What if I told you that you can experience overflow in your life, that you can have more than enough, that you can have an abundance in your life? That means physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that you can have this overflow happening in your life. I think that's really worthy of our discussion today. So let's jump into this episode and talk about experience overflow. Welcome to the Produce On Purpose podcast. I am your host, Randy Atkins, Jr., author, teacher, speaker, preacher, and lifelong learner. I believe laughter is good for the soul, so we're going to start off with our dad joke. I used to be addicted to soap, but I'm clean now. Here's another one for you. The car looks nice, but the muffler seems exhausted. <laughs> Hopefully you can share those two dad jokes with somebody this week and just laugh. Let's have some fun and enjoy life. Now let's jump into this episode, Experience Overflow. Overflow can be defined as an outpouring or a spilling over. In order for something to overflow, it first has to be filled. And once you fill it past a particular point of its capacity, it then overflows to everything that is outside. Let's start with a scripture to give us a basis for our conversation today of experiencing overflow the scripture that we are going to start with is going to be Romans 15, 13, and it reads, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I like to provide an analogy of us being a glass, an empty glass that has the capacity to be filled with anything. And our lives, we can be filled up with all kinds of negativity. We could also be filled up with a lot of positivity and joy. As we read this scripture in Romans, we see that there is a prayer here that Paul is writing about that says that God be the source of our hope. And we talked about God being our source, our creator being our connection, that there is hope that when we are filled then with joy and peace, that you can have such a trust in God that it will overflow with a confident hope to have the power of the Holy Spirit, which is within you when you have a God and you have acknowledged him as your guide and as your comforter and your teacher that you will have an overflow that can touch others. It's not just for you being that empty glass that is going to be filled with this water that is coming from the Holy Spirit. And uh, in Scripture, we often find the Holy Spirit being described as water, and that water is life. If you think about our bodies, our bodies are primarily made of water. And if we can be filled with that water, to our glass, the, until we get to a place where it is full, then we move into overflow. And I want you to think about overflow when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about in every part of our lives. We discussed early on that 
we are a tripart being. That means we are in this physical world. We are also uh, mental and emotional within our souls. And then we also are spiritual. So the physical world in, it holds our body. It's all of the things that we interact with in this world. Then we have our soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions. And we have our spirit. And you can overflow in all parts of your lives. That means that you don't have to be in a place of lack or a place of limitation. And in fact, I believe in scripture when we hear the word sin, S-I-N, that many times that word is only there to say that you miss the mark of living to the fullest. You miss the mark of having the joy and the peace in your life. You miss the mark of having that creative power that God has put on the inside of you. And if we are ready for overflow, let's talk about some of the things that would help us to be able to move in a place of overflow. The first item and the first step into overflow is that we must be filled. And a scripture that I like to go into is in Ephesians. It discusses us being filled with the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 5, 18 and 20, the passage, it presents a contrast between being filled with wine and being filled with the Holy Spirit. All of us need to be filled with that something And I would encourage that we would be actually filled with the Holy Spirit. And so in this passage, it's great for us. Sometimes we have heard it maybe preached or teached, and it is always talked about what you should not do. But I want you to focus on what you should do, and that is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Once you are filled with the Holy Spirit and if that water comes into the glass, who is you? Imagine yourself being that glass and that water of the Holy Spirit is coming into you and you are being filled. And just as you get any more of that Holy Spirit, it's going to flow out of you. And once you're filled, that's one one good thing about that is if I have a glass that is full of water, I can't put anything else in it. It's just it just has a container and it is contained with water. And if I put anything or try to put anything else in it, it is going to overflow. There's no room for you to have the distractions of this world if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're going to be focused on that moment at that time. You will be focused on what God has done for you and how he is filling you with great joy, with great peace, and with love. Not all of the other things that kind of go on in this world. For example... Sometimes we get into a place where, you know, the temporary nature of maybe our situation, maybe our finances, maybe our health, maybe our relationships where we are distracted because life is hard. Sometimes there are things that are difficult that go on and we are going through that. And maybe you are at that point where you have all of these things going on. I'm going to encourage you that you move towards being in this overflow by first being filled with the Holy Ghost. And so you ask, well, why do I want the Holy Spirit in my life? It's because you want to be able to have what Christ 
described before he left. And he said this in John 14, 16. He said, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener, a standby to be with you forever. That's incredible. That's phenomenal that we can be filled not just with something, but someone. And that someone is the Holy Spirit. He is our comforter. He will comfort us in uh, the most uneasy, uncertain, uh, grieving, sad times, rough times in our lives. When we don't understand, he will be there. And he will guide and teach us as well, and he will show us the way. He also is described in Scripture to intercede on our behalf, kind of like a lawyer is in the courtroom for us. He can be that for us. And that means even when we are praying and we have a difficulty trying to pray, he can pray on our behalf. So being filled with the Spirit has great benefits. It's going to help us. It would be something that will help us when we wake up early in the morning and we are trying to move forward with God. We ask God, please fill us with this Holy Spirit. And we have to continually ask for this because just like the glass of water, if you utilize any uh, water on a daily basis, then you're not going to be full. So you're going to have to continue to do this on a consistent basis is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And to do that, all you have to do is ask God. Ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. You're like, is that all I have to do? And I'm telling you, that is it. You do not have to do anything else but ask. Ask with a fervent heart. Ask with the right uh, feeling of saying, I know that I can get filled with this Holy Spirit, which will focus me on God, will give me the comfort that I need. And he will be number one priority in your heart. Your creator will be the number one priority in your heart when you are filled with this Holy Spirit that uh, Jesus said he, we would have. And remember, he said that he would overflow in our heart. Remember in Luke 6.45, that the words that we speak will come from the overflow of our heart. You will even be starting to speak the way God would speak. You'll be able to see the way God would see. You'll be able to hear the way God would hear. You'll be able to feel the way God would feel. And so when you receive and you decide to have this free gift of salvation in your life, then you receive this Holy Spirit. And all you want to do is on a daily basis be filled with the Holy Spirit so that he can guide you. Uh, scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 31, Paul tells the Corinthian church that we must die daily. And that means that we must die to our own selves. We must die to our own thoughts that we can then be in alignment with God's will and be filled with his Holy Spirit. So the first step is that you should be filled. And one of the things that happens when you're being filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm reminded of a time when I flew into Chicago, and it was a long time ago, so I had a printed map of MapQuest. This was before our global positioning systems. And so the map, it described everything from my starting point to my destination and everything in between. You can look at the map and see it. 
Well, when you begin walking with the Holy Spirit, things are more like the GPS systems today. It only gives you the next step. In many cases, unless you go into the GPS and try to look at the entire route, you are listening while you're driving and taking the next step. That's the way the Holy Spirit works with us, is that when you're filled and you have the Holy Spirit, it's going to speak. He's going to speak to you. He's going to tell you, this is your next step. He doesn't tell you all of the pieces there, but what do you do? You trust the GPS that you're going to get to your destination by following the directions. And I'm going to encourage you to follow the directions. You are the glass of water. You're filled to the brim. You're overflowing. And to get to that overflowing place, even with like in Psalms 23 and 5, it talks about your cup overflowing. God can make you have a full connection with him. And why do you want to be filled? You want to be filled so you can experience the fulfillment of that joy, the fulfillment of that peace in your life, that you'll continue uh, to no longer be stagnant or self-focused, but you will be focused on that greater cause that God has put in front of you. The second item I want you to think about is that you must also be emptied. So we talked about being filled in order to overflow. However, in order to be filled, you first need to be empty. And this is an important part that is that sometimes can be overlooked, that in order for us to fill ourselves and have be filled with the Holy Spirit, we need to uh, get to a place where we can empty ourselves of anything that is there. Psalms 51 uh, that describes David repenting before God after he committed adultery with Bathsheba and having her husband Uriah murdered. So he was not only an adulterer, but he was also a murderer at the time. In 51, Psalm 51.10, David says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. He immediately admitted his terrible mistakes and what he had done. He no longer identified himself with uh, what he had done, but he was asking God to now empty himself of missing the mark, of doing uh, wrong against others. And he, that's the same thing I believe that you and I have to do in order to get the filling of the Holy Spirit. You might have the Holy Spirit, but to be filled, it's to empty ourselves of all of the negativity, empty ourselves of the thinking that it cannot be done, empty ourselves of, of the feeling of we're not worthy, empty ourselves of the need to be validated. And so when you empty everything, you just go and you say, Lord, I need you to empty me of these things and name them specifically in your life. You know what you're dealing with. There are sometimes a, a, maybe a, a point of lack that you have had in your entire life. And that's the place where you know how you are eating and you can't leave anything on the plate, that comes from a mentality of lack, no matter what the situation, even if it's food you don't like. A lot of times, many of us grew up in a household that was, I came out of the basis of the Great Depression, so 
when they ate, they made sure they ate everything because they were grateful just to have food. Well, in the case of that, you are having a lack mentality because you don't believe that you're going to get any more. What we want to be able to do is empty ourselves of everything. We want to be cleansed. We want God to uh, show us how we can co-create in this world and not be uh, pushed around or looked at or thought of in any other way that limits us. Remember when Jesus was washing Peter's feet and Peter refused to have him wash his feet? Jesus said, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. That's John 13 and 8. And what happened? Simon Peter immediately says, then wash my hands, head as well, Lord, not just my feet. I want you to get to a place where, and I challenge you, that you ask Christ to wash you all over that he will be there and that you may not want to go there because you have uh, have to let go of those things that are familiar in your life. But I'm going to encourage you at this moment that you would let go of the familiar, that you will let go of the certainty, and that you will say, I want to be emptied. I want to be emptied of preconceived notions. I want to be emptied of all of the bitterness I might have. I want to release unforgiveness that I may harbor towards someone else. And once you are emptied, you are now prepared to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And once you are filled with the Holy Spirit, there is no room for that darkness to creep back in. And you can then exhort God. You can then continue to praise Him. So open your heart by emptying yourself of all of the pain, of all of the hurt, of all of the difficulties you've had to go through. And by emptying, I want you to think of some key ways to do that. And here's a key way to do it in a practical way. It's found in Ephesians 5.19, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts. What a beautiful thing. Is there a song that you have in your heart that makes you grateful for this life? Is there a song that you have in your, uh, in, in your heart that allows you to see the beauty of just being here at this moment? And not only songs, but a, a grateful gratitude for being here, praise for um, thanking God for having a life or for having a family or for just being here at this moment. Thank him for waking you up this morning and that you are in a mindset that allows you to know who you are, where you are, who's connected to you. You want to recognize what he is doing for you every day. Every day the sun rises and the moon comes up at night and it sets, that you have the knowing that God is faithful. The question is, are you ready for him to cleanse you of all of those things out of your life as you praise him? When you begin to overflow, it's not just a point of a spiritual strengthening and awakening, but then the way that you think and the way that you speak, as we talked about in your heart, you will begin speaking differently. And that speaking is where the overflow begins to come out into affecting others. 
And your words do affect everything that's around you. Your way that you move in this world begins to affect everything around you. Once you've emptied yourself through praising and uh, through also giving uh, thanks and also giving God everything that you know that's the greatest tool that you have to be able to have gratitude, it shifts your focus away from not having to what you have. And when you empty yourself with praise and gratitude, you can then be filled with the Holy Spirit. The filling of the Holy Spirit then will move you into the next third item, which is overflow. Be fruitful in the overflow. So once you've been emptied, you are now in a position of overflow. Overflow is coming from the inside of who you are. The fruit has been put in you from the Holy Spirit, which is God. And that fruit allows for that love, that peace, that joy, that patience, that kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, and self-control to be in you. And then when you are filled with that, that means every day, Your desire is to outpour Christ in your life, that everyone that you meet, you're outpouring Christ. That's what overflow does. You're that glass. You're being filled with that love, that joy, that peace. And it's going to be so much in your life that you're going to be overwhelmed and have to get it out. Whether you're speaking, what you're acting, you're teaching, you're doing, everything that you're doing, you will manifest this overflow in your life. You will begin to connect with that fruit from that true vine. Remember we talked about the true vine. When you have a connection with the source, you have a connection with the creator, you will then outflow that spirit. And in this overflow, you are no longer being just filled for your own sake, but you are being filled so that you can now touch others. You can now share with others this love, this joy, this peace, that you can have a life that is enjoyable every single moment. You don't have to have a life where it's always negative and everything looking for the worst to happen, but you will be able to produce that fruit to pour out to everyone, everything in your life. I'm looking forward to you having a physical manifestation of joy, peace, love, in your life. That means in every relationship, in your wealth, in your health, that you would have manifestation of that. In your thinking, you can now have manifestation of it because that is what you think about on a daily basis. You are thinking about love, joy, peace. How can I be better? What can I do for my creator? How can I glorify the creation that he has made me? How can I be a better producer? How can I produce and create in this world? So you actively pursue being filled with the Holy Spirit. You study the scripture. You pray to God. And as a result, you overflow to your family, your friends, your church, even the total strangers when you go. What's on the inside of you pours out and transforms the world around you. The question becomes, can you be the thermostat instead of just the thermometer? The thermostat changes everything around it. It changes the temperature around it. The thermometer only tells what's going on. 
I am saying you are now going to be that thermostat. You're going to be able to change what's happening in your life physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You're going to first start by having a desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And as you worship and you express this overflow of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom that comes from your Creator, you are going to have a more fulfilling life. You are going to be a producer that creates what you were born to create. You are going to be able to have an easier life. When I say easier, you are going to have a greater dependence on your Creator and not just yourself. You are going to let God have His way. I'm reminded of a hymn that I really love to um, the words to in the first verse. It says, have thine own way, Lord, have thine way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting, yielded and still. The potter has the wheel and he spins and he molds the clay and he shapes and function the function of the clay. God is the potter and you are the clay. You're on an active wheel. And as the hymn describes, you are in a continual state of trusting God as he molds you on that wheel. That clay doesn't speak back to the potter and tell the potter how to make them. No, the clay remains still while the potter skillfully makes the clay, a masterpiece. You are the masterpiece that God is molding today. You are on that potter's wheel, and he is wanting to have his own way in your life, that you will align with that, that he can overflow in your life, that you will be the one that will make the change. This is when your life changes. This is how you change in your life. So then The last point I want to make here is that you will have a flood of transformation and productivity. If you want to change the world, I'm going to encourage you that you will be able to produce as a producer on the purposes that God has put in you and that you have that desire that you will empty yourself, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit, and that you will produce the fruit that God intends for you to produce. As a result of overflow, you will experience God's presence along with answered prayers and a peace that surpasses understanding. You will be able to hear God's voice in a clearer way. You will understand when he is speaking to you and directing you to do what you need to do. You will consistently live in the fullness of love, joy, peace that is within you, and you will share that in a victorious life with everyone that you know. I am so excited that we were able to go through this lesson. I really enjoy the overflow because it is something that when we ask God for it, he will give it to us, but we have to do it daily. So a practical thing that I want you to all do is that I want you to make sure you surrender your entire life to him, to your creator, and that you ask him to give you this overflow and that you can experience that and that you want to experience that on a more consistent basis in your life so that fruit will continue to flow out of you 
and it will continue to transform the world around you. Be that thermostat, not just the thermometer. Change everything around you. Experience that overflow. Here's a couple of things I want you to do practically is I want you over the next few days, I want you to spend some time asking Christ to fill you and that you want to be filled so that you can overflow. And then secondly, I want you to release anything that has been blocking you, any limitation. I want you to pray about these limitations and I want you to write them down in your journal. And I want you to ask that those limitations that have been stopping you from producing the fruit of love and joy and peace, if you've been producing other things like negativity and anger and pain and suffering, that you will release the things that have been giving you that. And I want you to write that down in your journal. And I want you to review that over the next few days and see what God is doing to change those situations. And the last thing I want you to do is surrender anything that you have thought about that has not been fruitful in your life. And I want you to write it down in your journal as well. And I want you to do that for the next month so that as you're going through, that you can see that God will express himself. He will be in a way that you will have a greater trust in him as you go back and you see how God answers through experiencing the overflow. Hey, that's going to end this episode. I am so appreciative of every single one of you, and I will see you on our next episode, which is Moving Forward Expecting Miracles. Move Forward Expecting Miracles. I'll see you next time. I'm so grateful for you being on the Produce on Purpose podcast. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Will you subscribe on whatever platform that you are on and also provide me a review and some feedback? You can also catch up with me and provide feedback to me at my website, which is randyatkinsjr.com. At there, you will also find information about the Produce on Purpose book, as well as uh, what we're doing with the podcast and potentially any uh, events or uh, places that I may be speaking are going to. So I am looking forward to you doing some great things that you're a producer and most of all that you are producing on the purpose that your creator has given unto you to produce and you will see manifestation of great things in your life.